Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. My name is Joshua Frank and I will be your host today on Game Changers. And I want to get right into the show by welcoming our guest, Michael Lejeune who is my business partner and the program manager for the Federal Access Program for Government Contractors. Mike, why don't you take a moment, tell our listeners a little more about yourself and what you do at RSM Federal. Awesome. Well, thanks, Josh. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd being on this side of the of the table this time, or the microphone this time, <laughs> if you will. So it's kind of fun. I was like, well, what do I do here? Well, I, I host Game Changers. You know, that's one of the main things I do for a lot of folks is I host Game Changers. Um, and I also work a lot of, on the back end with the content. So when people are getting emails from us, if they're seeing stuff in Federal Access, when they're seeing stuff on the website, I'm working very hot and heavy on the content of that stuff and, uh, and some of the, the preparation for stuff that we do at conferences or webinars, all those types of things. Things. Uh, my background is in coaching and executive coaching, so I've been doing that for almost 15 years now. I've worked with uh, some really cool folks like Tony Robbins. Uh, that really that opened the door for me to work with folks like Steve Forbes and Dan Kennedy, uh, where I actually got to be a ghostwriter on some of their best-selling books, which was really really awesome. Uh, Brian Tracy is another one I got to work with. So I've been in the industry for a really long time. I've also been in the government space for a really long time, where uh, that's where you know you and I met. We were back in the day um, selling collaborative technology tools to the government and kind of breathing life into these small technology companies. And so um, so I've I've had both experience in the government and in the commercial space. Today, we're going to be talking about managing your government business. And for me, Mike, this is a topic very near and dear to my heart because each of our clients and our federal access members, everyone at one point or another, you know, they've struggled with their business. We're not talking today about how to identify and pursue opportunities, uh, but actually running your business. And you know the scenario, you'll wake up one day, you realize you're, you're busy as heck, 
and you have that, oh, no moment where no one is running the company. So right. I think my I think my first question for you today would be, why do so many business owners struggle to run their businesses, yet they wind up working for it instead? Yeah, and, I, and I think regardless of what industry you're in, this happens to you. And I think some people listening will be like, well, you know, what do you mean? You know, how, how am I? I'm not struggling to run the business. Well, you wind up in this this treadmill, if you will, or however you want to look at it, where you, you do the work, you chase the work, you do the work, you chase the work. And then sometimes you're just doing work, doing work, doing work, and you're not even chasing the work. And you wake up, like you said, kind of dazed and confused one day and go, wow, I'm I'm living in here doing more work than I am building the business. And so I, I really sum it up with two words and it's two words that a lot of people are not going to like to hear today, but it's business fundamentals because, you know, if, if you look at a sports team, you always hear when they're slumping, we need to get back to the basics. We need to get back to the fundamentals. And when I look at a lot of companies who are struggling with running the business, it's business fundamentals. They've let those things go to the side. They've said, Hey, we're, we're going to lean really hard on our capabilities or on our sales team and not really focus on some of this other stuff. And while sales are great, you've got to have some of these, these business fundamentals that I call it here. And so here's a handful of the excuses that I hear most of the time of why people can't actually run the business and wind up working for it. The first one is what I call activity or busyness. You know, it's, it seems misleading because they're busy, busy, busy. And I'll give you this quick little phrase here. Activity does not equal productivity. So just because you're active and you're busy as heck every single day doesn't mean you're doing anything productive for the company. It just means you're busy. And typically, you know, a lot of owners are very, are very big procrastinators and we do the things we like. And so we'll get wrapped up in activity. Another one of those big factors that I see that, that are excuses is technology. Hey, you know, our website isn't where it needs to be. We need to be working on our web. You know, let's put everything on hold until we get the website right. Or, hey, you know, I need a, a new logo or I'm trying to figure out, you know, Photoshop and I'm stuck, you know. And so they're, they're messing with technology. It could even be tools, you know, like new iPads or new laptops or whatever. They get wrapped up in technology and the technology becomes the excuse that, hey, I'm working on the business because I'm dealing with the technology. And that's not, that's not true at all. You're working inside the business on your technology. Uh, another thing in the, in the similar vein there is technology is tools. I will talk to people that are on FBO all stinking day. And they've got 185 NAICS codes, you know, and they're looking at all these opportunities. And I'm like, no, you know, it, it, that's busyness. You know, why don't trim it down to the handful of NAICS codes? I mean, that, that's a game changer for a lot of people right there. Simply reduce the volume of stuff you have to review on these tools, whether it's FBO or, you know, bid matching system or whatever it may be. You know, reducing the volume of stuff you have to look at will free up some time. So a, a couple more of the excuses I hear. One is the waiting game. You know, you're in between contracts. There's a lull. And that lull kind of puts people to sleep. So I'm kind of in between, you know, we've got four or five RFPs out there. You know, we just closed a contract. So we're just kind of hanging out, waiting to see what's going to happen. No, mm -hmm. you know, no, you shouldn't be doing that. The other one is, you know, client work. 
you know, how many times do we say, gosh, we could grow the business if we didn't have all these clients, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like you're, you're, do, you're doing work servicing the clients and you're not growing the business because you're in there doing the work instead of growing the business. And the last excuse that I'll throw out there is a lot of people don't have anybody to hold them accountable to growth. So, you know, when you're at the top of the food chain, when you're the business owner, you're the executive, even if you have a small board, a lot of times there's no one day to day, week to week holding you accountable other than, you know, your your bank account and maybe your spouse and kids. You know, and even then they don't typically aren't clued into your goals because you haven't brought them in enough. And so it's one of the reasons I recommend and I know I am a coach and you're a coach and a consultant as well. One of the reasons I recommend having somebody like us in the mix is somebody who's saying, okay, I see you're working in the business. How are we working on the business? And I think that's a big factor there, having somebody holding you accountable towards growth. Yeah. And uh, this, this podcast, uh, I, I mean, we're supposed to keep this down to a certain, you know, time limit and you just hammered some, uh, and I'm not, I'm not blowing this up and, and, and playing to our listeners, but you just made a couple of really good points and, and I want to touch on, and I want to expand on a couple of those. Um, yes, activity does not equal productivity in sales. Got it. Um, uh, as soon as you said the word wheel, I thought we have a bunch of hamsters, right? Yeah. Uh, just a bunch of hamsters running on the wheel. Um, just a little humor on my side, but you said something really important. You said, you know, you know, technology, you know, I was on a, a call with one of our clients last night and, you know, she was preparing for a conference that's in the next couple of days. And she goes, you know, I've got to update my website and, you know, I got to get the new logo onto my business card. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you going to stay up all night for the next three nights doing this? And she goes, I'm going to do what needs to be done. <laughs> and I said, don't worry about it. Just draw a line in the sand on your schedule two weeks from now, do that stuff. But don't let your website or not having an updated business card or not fully understanding how to communicate the value of what you do or what you sell, services, products, what have you. Those are excuses. Mm -hmm. You still got to get out there and sell. And, and I tell people all the time. Um, yeah, I'm a sales professional, right? I mean, I, I've tr I, I've become an expert in my field. I don't have to have a website, a business card, or any past performance. I can walk up to someone and very confidently go, this is what I do. This is the value it provides. I don't need marketing collateral. Now, granted, most of our listeners need marketing collateral, right? But you, you don't have to. Mike, what's the enemy of good? <laughs> Trying to get great, right? That Right, right. The enemy of good is great. It's perfect. So, you know, I would tell our listeners, don't worry about that. You said uh, FedBizOps. I will tell you a lot of our clients and members that use uh, the very expensive uh, solutions out there. Examples would be like the GovWins of the world, right, that are by Dell Tech. GovWin, I, look, I am not promoting any one system, but I will tell you that GovWin is a decent product, right? It's a decent system. But whatever I see in GovWin, Mike, you can see in GovWin. So if you're spending all day looking at GovWin or any other system like it, it's the same as looking all day at FedBizOps. You have to do stuff outside hmm. of, as you called it, those tools. 
right. I, as using it as an excuse. Right. Final point, and, and I know I'm 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 jumping in a lot here, but uh, um, I'm real excited about some of these uh, these points you've made. You mentioned accountability, right? Um, uh, or you know, being accountable. Uh, nobody's holding your feet to the fire, and you recommended uh, uh, maybe it's a uh, advisory board or board of directors or whatever it may be. Get a mentor. I can't tell you how many companies we talk to and work with, and, and I say, do you have a mentor? No, Josh, other than you and Mike, uh, I, I really don't talk to anyone else about my business. And I tell them, well, guess what? <laughs> as smart as we may be in, in, in the areas that we're experts in, um, you should have other people that you talk to that help you grow your business. Right. You know, and it, it's cool when you do that because – once you share what you're trying to accomplish with someone else, then it becomes real. It, it, it's really a big game changer, you know, in, in the way that, you know, now you have this external force that is successful. And, and let me just caveat the mentor thing. Don't go get somebody who's not more successful than you, right? Like you, you want to you go find a mentor who's way more successful than you to, to mentor you because you're, you're trying to become as successful at them, right? So when you've now shared your goals with somebody who's 10 times better than you are in their business, now you've got the weight of that, of, hey, I've shared that with this person. Now I can't let them down. Now it's, it, it pushes you internally. And that, again, it's something I, I, I think it, it really baffles me when I talk to a lot of our government clients that don't talk about stuff like this that are the business fundamentals. They think their whole business is responding to RFPs, winning contracts, doing the work, responding to RFPs, winning contracts, doing the work. And, and they forget about these things that can accelerate the growth of their business by focusing on stuff like this. You know, you mentioned, you know, the marketing collateral and all that stuff. My first lesson with my Tony Robbins coach back in the day was I was, I was talking about my website and my business card and they just stopped me and they said, do you think Tony has a business card? I was like, well, no. Why would he need it? Oh, yeah. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? And Because and I, I was literally stressing like about what was going on my website and the business card. And it's not to say those things aren't important, but it is to say they're useless without the hustle. Yeah. They're yep. useless without the hustle, right? If you're not going to pick up the phone, if you're not going to respond to stuff, you can look at stuff all day long. But if you're not going to take action, if you're not going to put the hustle in, the marketing collateral is zip. Because I guarantee you people aren't Googling, you know, small business in Northern Virginia that does whatever. They're probably not doing that. So, okay, so, so you need you need the hustle in there to make that other stuff work. Okay. So, all right. So let's let's continue down the rabbit hole of hustle and, and, and fundamentals so, all right, so how does a business owner, you know, get control of their business once they realize they've lost control, once once they realize they are a small, right. warm, furry hamster? Yeah, yeah, and, and I, <laughs> I, I, lo I love the thought there because I always go back to, it's like, hi, my name is Mike, I'm a business owner, and I've lost control of my business. So that's like, <laughs> like step, step one, uh, hi, thanks, Mike. You know, that's like step one for most people is being able to say, yes, I've lost control. And that doesn't mean, you know, it's a disaster. It just means you wake up one day and go, wow, I've stopped running it and I'm running inside of it. I'm on the wheel and I'm, and I'm running inside it. So the two really simple things that I think will help most business owners. Number one is 
managing the business has to be a priority for you. It does. It has to be a priority for you. So I, I recommend if, if you've totally lost control of things and you are just 90 miles an hour working inside the business, you have to understand you've got to put aside a half hour, an hour a day. That's a good starting point to where you can say, okay, I'm going to shut off email. I'm going to maybe even not, maybe even walk outside of my office. Maybe I'm going to go get on the treadmill. Maybe I'm going to walk on the track at the high school. And I, I'm just going to think about strategy. I'm going to think about the, the areas of the business that need some loves, need some attention, and I'm going to focus on that. So just managing the business becoming a priority by taking that hour is a big factor. Even if you take, you know, hey, you know, I always eat lunch at my desk. Okay, well, maybe for the next month, you're going to go eat lunch out, or you're going to take your sack lunch, and you're going to go somewhere, you're going to get out of that environment, and you're going to focus on, again, the areas you've been neglecting. So that that's one thing. And then the second thing is, to me, this is one of those areas, and you know, I harp on this all the time with, with you and I, is I, I really feel like business owners don't do enough planning. And, and I'm not saying like, okay, hey, let's do a quick plan. I think business owners really lack a detailed action plan, not the 38-page business plan that you're going to take to the bank for financing, even though they don't do that anymore. I'm talking about a, an action plan of a handful of things you need to do. So you, you need to be reviewing the business from an annual perspective from a quarterly perspective, and then even on a weekly basis, you know, what are the things that you're doing on a weekly basis? So, so putting this stuff together in an action plan is a really big thing so that you can, you can stay focused on your plan. You know what you're trying to achieve. You can share the goals with your mentor, with your coach, with your team, with your spouse, with your kids. I, I remember, you know, when, uh, when I had first started my first consulting business, one of the things we did with the kids was I said, hey, you know, what are some things you guys want to achieve? Okay, I know how much that costs. Let's put it on the board. And my daughter at four years old would walk in the office and go, dad, you know, the goal says, you know, we need this X number of dollars. And the thing next to it says you got to make this many calls a month, but you're only halfway there. And I freaking want to go to Disney. (laughs) You you know, like there's no better pressure than your four-year-old sweet little girl looking up at you and saying, you know, you're not making the calls you need to. So that means I'm not going to go to Disney and starts, you know, with with the sob face. You know, I mean, that's a big factor, right? Now, now, Mike, you do you do understand there's something there's something inherently wrong with you if your four year old is running metrics and and saying she can't go to Disney. Um, you know, a couple of final things here. You know, uh, what you know, I find myself even I have this issue. Um, you know, we, we are so busy with, you know, with our clients, et cetera, that sometimes I don't even get out of the house, right? I don't get out of the office. I, there, there's certain things that I, I just don't do. And when I do finally get out, it's like a shock to my system. Mm-hmm. I actually look up at the sky and go, wow, I got to do this more often, right? you know, and, and, and I'm able to think better sometimes. Now you talked about, uh, uh, you know, you got to do planning. You know what? T- tell our listeners what you and I did. Where did we go? What you know? It, not not in incredible detail, sure. but give a give a summary of where did we go and why did we go there and what did we do? Yeah, you know, I I love doing the offsite planning. You know, and one of the reasons I always recommend offsite planning is because you know, if, especially if you have a team, 
Nobody wants to sit across from their boss's desk or their sales manager's desk and do the planning. They're not going to be as free thinking. It's just not going to be as creative. You're still in that same box. So what we did was, you know, we booked a hotel suite and, you know, out of town, out of the office. And we went to there and we spent two days locked in a room, you know, going through our goals and strategies. And before we showed up, we had an agenda. I think our agenda was like three pages Mm -hmm, worth of things we wanted to talk about. And it hit on every single major component of the business. So if you were to look at our business in departments, right, it hit on every major component of the business and it let us brainstorm and think about solutions to problems we had and goals that we wanted to look at for the future. Because again, when you start with the goals and work your way back, it's way easier to think about it. And in, in fact, I didn't touch on this, you know, when we just talked about it, but I like to look at at least three big goals when you're going into planning. I like to look at a business goal, a personal goal, and some sort of health goal. Because I, I do think, you know, when you focus on the health stuff, it does make things a lot better. I've, I've had some health challenges in the last two or three years. You know that and I've been struggling with them. And so it's kind of, it's, you know, crashed my weight. You know, I'm, I'm really not happy about that. So that's a big goal for me in 2017 is to get that in control. You know, my daughter's sweet 16 was in November. And so, you know, that's a big deal. You know, my first kid turned mm-hmm. in 16 and she's, a, you know, it's a girl. So I want to make her birthday huge, you know, for her. Cause you know, that's just not something we, we do around here, you know, and then, you know, for our clients, you know, I was looking at our clients and saying, what's a big goal for, for me. And one of them is I want to, you know, we're at 1.6 billion in government contracts right now with our clients. I want to see by the end of 2017, we've hit 2 billion or better, you mm-hmm. know, cause, cause I mean, you know, so I have a goal for our clients. I have a goal for myself. I have a goal you know, for my kids and my health and different things like that. And those help you work backwards because now you're working towards something instead of just working in the business. So big factors there. This is great stuff, Mike. Uh, do you have any uh, final thoughts for our listeners today? Yeah, you know, I think when it comes to getting control of the business, one of the major factors that you need is you need to take control of the day-to-day. You know, that that's really where most people get sucked in. You talked about it, you know, not even knowing that there is a sky, right? Much less going outside (laughs) and looking at the sky. So I'm going to give you three quick areas where you can get control of the day to day. The first one is time management. Time management is a big factor. You have to get control of time management and you can do that really simple. Schedule everything. Don't use a task list. Schedule it. Put it on your calendar. Include lunches, breaks, all that kind of stuff. Respect your time by setting expectations with others. You know, when you get on the phone with somebody, hey, we've got an hour. We've got 30 minutes, you know. Hey, when you're getting close to the end, hey, we've got about 20 minutes here. I want to make sure we cover everything. When you respect your time, others will respect your time. So another quick meeting tip, and this is one of the the big ones that I see, is a lot of people have these, what I call these got a minute meetings where, you know, the water cooler. You walk by the water cooler and somebody says, hey, got a minute? Can we just talk? totally distracts you or they come knock on your door, you know, actually put time on your schedule for that stuff. Hey, if you, if you want a got a minute thing, you know, I do that from two to three, <laughs> you know, catch me later. That's when I got a minute. Right. You know, and then the, the last thing under time management is prioritizing money making activities. You know, that hustle is where it's at. And that's where you've really got to focus on the hustle on the money making activities. So, so that's time management. I've got two other quick ones here. Task okay. management. People are not good at task management. Again, use your calendar 
for your tasks. You know, there's no excuse anymore. You got a phone with a calendar. You got a calendar, um, you know, on your desk. So you know, in Outlook or whatever it may be, put everything in there. Because you know what I find is the other thing is people often hit a snag when they get to something they don't know or don't understand. And the way you can overcome that with tasks is learn how to break tasks down into bigger or smaller parts. So, you know, you know, let's say I'm going to use a capability statement as an example here. So let's say you're working on a capability statement. The task that most people will put is I need to update my capability statement. Okay. Well, there's really like 11 tasks under there. One is you need to go and research NAICS codes, keywords, different things like that. One task is you need to write some copy. One is you actually need to, hey, am I going to redo the design and graphics and things like that? Being able to break down a task into smaller tasks allows you to be able to get through it better. It also allows, if you're running into a problem, to be able to just Google or ping you know, you and I and say, hey, I'm running into a problem about this instead of, I can't get my capability statement done. So, so use a calendar for your task. Learn how to break tasks into smaller parts. And then the third area there is team management. Team management will help you really get a hold of the day-to-day stuff too. So, you know, meet with your key departments weekly. So if, if you're if you're just meeting randomly, then they're going to be coming to you on a daily basis. But if you have set meetings where you discuss stuff, I'm not saying you can't take their calls, but if you have set meetings where you address things, then it'll get taken care of. Review KPIs. Well, first set KPIs and then review KPIs with them. So you're actually running the business with a scoreboard. That really helps the team know, are we doing our job? Where do we need to improve? You know, are we on track? That kind of thing. You know, and then just have clear goals and action items for your team. You know, that's, again, it's a big factor for you to to very clearly say, not just, hey, go get more sales, but hey, we need another 50,000 in sales this quarter or whatever it is that you need to hit. Guys, how are we going to do that? You know, how, what, what are your thoughts? Okay, we can call this client, this client, that client. We can do this. We can do that. We can run this ad. We can do whatever. But being able to set clear goals with the team helps you set clear action items. So so those are the, the three day-to-day things that I think will really improve people getting control. Time management, task management, and team management. I think we're both used to having like two or three game changers uh, as part of one of our podcasts. And I've counted, I think think somewhere around 45. <laughs> so good, you, uh, you have definitely packed uh, a ton of wisdom and recommendations today, Mike, and some really great information. I also want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on the episode. Remember, you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed and make sure you get every episode. You can also learn more about each of our guests by visiting the official Game Changers website at rsmfederal.com forward slash Game Changers, where we will have links to their website, social media profiles, and contact information. Last but not least, please visit our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program at rsmfederal.com forward slash FA for more information on how you can find and win more government contracts. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.